So for our time this morning in, in God's word, I want to invite you to turn into the very first book of the Bible, just a couple pages in. Vamos a mirar Genesis en la Biblia, the book of Genesis, chapter 4 is where we're going to be, Genesis capítulo 4, and we're going to read the first eight verses of that chapter. Vamos a leer los primeros ocho versículos. I'm going to read it first in Spanish and then in English. I hope you can follow along with me. Voy a leer primero en español y después en inglés. So as you're getting there, let's remind ourselves what we have, this treasure. This is the word of the Lord that's speaking to us, la palabra de Dios que nos habla. So let's open up our hearts and our ears and pay attention to what it says. Prestemos atención a ella. Dice la palabra de Dios así. El hombre, es decir, Adán, se unió a su mujer Eva, y ella concibió y dio a luz a Caín. Y dijo, con la ayuda del Señor he tenido un hijo varón. Después dio a luz a Abel, hermano de Caín. Abel se dedicó a pastorear ovejas mientras que Caín se dedicó a trabajar la tierra. Tiempo después, Caín presentó al Señor una ofrenda del fruto de la tierra. Abel también presentó al Señor lo mejor de su rebaño, es decir, los primogénitos con su grasa. Y el Señor miró con agrado a Abel y a su ofrenda, pero no miró así a Caín ni a su ofrenda. Por eso, Caín se empureció y andaba cabizbajo. Entonces el Señor le dijo, ¿por qué andas tan enojado? ¿Por qué andas cabizbajo? Si hicieras lo bueno, podrías andar con la frente en alto. Pero si haces lo malo, el pecado te acecha como una fiera lista para atraparte. No obstante, tú puedes dominarlo. Caín habló con su hermano Abel. Mientras estaban en el campo, Caín atacó a su hermano y lo mató. Adam lay with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now, Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. So last week we began this generosity journey. Emprendemos este, esta trayectoria de generosidad. And we began by looking at our first generosity principle based on God's word. Vimos el primer principio de la generosidad. And that principle is this, that God is radically generous. Dios es radicalmente generoso. And so we looked at that principle, and with the higher perspective of God's word, we discovered from John chapter 3 last week that, that God has blessed us. God has given us in Jesus the most generous gift of all. He's given us the ultimate gift, but at the same time, Jesus is the ultimate giver. 
He's the perfect gift and the perfect giver. Jesús Dios nos ha dado el regalo perfecto, pero también Jesús es el dador perfecto. And so as we began to get that higher perspective, we came to understand that generosity is not, in the end, about stuff. It's not about what I have to give. La generosidad no se trata de cosas. ¿Qué tengo que dar? In the end, generosity is about relationship. It's about who I get to know. Se trata de quién puedo conocer. Una relación. And so generosity is about getting to know God. And God has given us in Jesus this radical gift the capacity to know him. We couldn't know him without that gift of Jesus. Dios ha dado en Jesús un regalo radical así que podemos conocerlo. And so when you and I give, what we're giving is not stuff. When we give, what we're doing is we're responding to God in a relationship. And in fact, we're engaging God in relationship through faith. We're demonstrating faith. And that's how you relate to God. Al dar nosotros demostramos la fe y así nos relacionamos con Dios. So with that in mind, today, now we're going to take the next step in our generosity journey. We're going to be looking at another important generosity principle based on God's word. Vamos a ver otro principio de la generosidad. And it comes out of this story here from Genesis chapter 4. Viene de Genesis 4. Now, in this story of Cain and Abel, Bible scholars will tell us we have a story of human failure. And that story of human failure is really an echo of the original story of human failure that we find in Genesis 3 with Adam and Eve. It's an echo of it. La historia de Cain y Abel es un echo de Adán y Eva y su fracaso en Genesis 3. You may know that story. In Genesis 3, Adam and Eve, they disobey God in a garden, right? And because of that disobedience, they are cast out. They're expelled from paradise. Adán y Eva desobedecen a Dios y son expulsados del paraíso. And in that disobedience, what do Adam and Eve do? Effectively, they kill their close relationship with God. Matan así su relación íntima con Dios. Well, in a similar way, what we find in the story of Cain and Abel is that Cain, in effect, in his disobedience, in his fall, he kills a relationship, an intimate relationship. He kills his relationship with his brother by literally killing him. Cain mata la relación con su hermano al matarlo. So here we have two stories that are important for us to take a look at. Adam and Eve in Genesis 3 fall because they fail to love God. Adán y Eva caen porque no aman a Dios. But Cain falls. Why? Because he fails to love his neighbor. Cain cae porque no ama a su prójimo. And what's the result? Same result as Adam and Eve. If you read on in the story, Cain is actually expelled from the land to become a wanderer the rest of his life. Él es expulsado de la tierra. And so Adam and Eve sin and death comes into the world as a potential thing. But in Cain, death hits the human race for the first time. This is the first recorded death in the Bible. So what is going on here? What we find at the root of Cain's failure is a twisted view of generosity. 
a la raíz de esta caída es una falsa perspectiva de la generosidad. Let's see if we can look at it a little further. We don't know a whole lot about the offering that Cain brought. Genesis 4:3 simply says, in the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. Dice tiempo después Cain presentó al Señor una ofrenda del fruto de la tierra. There's not much to go on there. Basically, it's saying that when harvest time came, when the time for harvest was there, Cain gathered up some of his crops, some of the fruits of his labor, uh, and brought it to God. Cain después de la cosecha trajo unos frutos al Señor. It was probably just a collection of a hodgepodge of things, uh, a garden variety, if you want to call it that. And he just kind of brought it and said, here you go, God. Trajo unos, unos frutos comunes y silvestres al Señor. But here's something interesting. We have much more detail about Abel's offering. Tenemos más detalles sobre la ofrenda de Abel, Genesis 4.4. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. Abel también presentó al Señor lo mejor de su rebaño, es decir, los primogénitos con su grasa. So what does Abel bring to God? Abel brings first and foremost what is fat. He brings fat portions. El trae de lo mejor con grasa. Now that is the best part of the animal, the fat portion, but I think we can also uh, take that to mean not only the highest quality uh, was brought to God, but it may have been a high amount of as well, high quantity. Podría significar una alta calidad y cantidad. He brought what was fat to God. And Abel brought what was first to God. Trajo de lo primero. He brought from some of the firstborn of the flock. He didn't wait to see what was going to be at the end and then bring that to God. No, he brought the very beginning of his labor and his fruits to God. El trajo de los primogénitos, no de lo que sobraba. And so Cain or Abel brought what was fat. Abel brought what was first. And therefore, he brought what was best to God. El trajo de lo mejor con grasa, los primogénitos a Dios. And we're simply told that God accepted that. God looked with favor on Abel's offering. Dios aceptó esto. But he didn't accept the offering of Cain. No aceptó la ofrenda de Cain. Why? ¿Por qué? Well, because it would appear that Cain did not bring to God what was fat. In quality or quantity, perhaps. And he did not bring to God what was first. And because he didn't bring to God what was fat and what was first, he did not bring to God his best. No trajo lo que era con grasa ni lo primero y por eso no era de lo mejor. And when God was not pleased with that, cuando eso no le agradó al Señor, we find another issue that crops up with Cain's offering. Hay otro problema. And that's this. Cain becomes angry. Se enfurece Cain. In fact, it doesn't just say he became a little angry or a little put out. He became very angry. Se enfureció mucho. Why? Because it would appear that his gift was not only not fat, not first, it was not freely given. No dio de buena gana. Cain 
was giving his offering, it would appear not because he wanted to honor God or bless God or respect God, but because he hoped to get something out of it for himself. Él quería sacar provecho para sí mismo. He wanted perhaps in some way to justify himself before God. Quería justificarse ante Dios. He wanted to buy God's favor perhaps. A lo mejor quería comprar el favor de Dios, but when he found out that the price of God's favor was higher than what he paid, he was upset with that. Cuando encontró que el precio del favor de Dios era más alto de lo que había pagado, se enfureció. He got angry. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but psychologists will tell us that we become angry as human beings when we perceive that something is not fair. Something's not just. Nos enojamos cuando algo percibimos que no es justo. So in Cain's mind, somehow there was the perception that God wasn't being fair with him. There was the perception that this system was not fair for Cain. Había la percepción de que esto no era justo. And yet, what does God say to him? If you do what is right, if you do what is fair and just, you're going to be accepted. Si haces lo bueno, lo justo, vas a ser aceptado. But if not, Sin's knocking at your door, and pretty soon it's going to bust it down. You've got to deal with that. El pecado te acecha como una fiera para atraparte. And lo and behold, that's what happened, right? Sin got in the door through Cain's anger, and that anger and that sin sowed the seeds then of envy. El pecado sembró la envidia en Cain, and that envy began to grow up as a crop, and when it was full grown, it brought sin out in the form of death. Esa envidia dio una cosecha de muerte. Literally the murder of his brother. El asesinato de su hermano. So here's the thing. Cain thought he deserved more in this situation. Él pensaba merecer más. But here's the ironic thing of the whole story. Aquí la ironía. It was God who deserved more. Not Cain. Era Dios que merecía más. No Cain. God wasn't being unfair to Cain. Cain was being unfair to God. Why? He was disrespecting God because he was ignoring the second generosity principle that we want to bring out today. El ignoraba el segundo principio de, de la generosidad. And that's generosity principle number two, which is this. God deserves our best gifts. Dios merece de nuestros mejores regalos. God deserves our best, not our worst. Él merece de lo mejor. God deserves what is fat. The highest quality, the highest quantity that we can give. God deserves what is first, what is right out of the gate and not simply the leftovers. Dios merece lo que es con grasa, de alta cantidad y calidad y lo que es primero. And not only that, God deserves what is freely given. What we give with a joyful heart. Merece lo que damos con buena gana libremente. Why does God deserve all that? Why does God deserve what's fat first and free? Because you see, that's what God has given you and me. 
Eso es lo que Dios nos ha dado a nosotros. We said it last week. Everything we have is a gift from God. God is a radical giver, a radically generous God. Dios es un Dios radicalmente generoso. And God has given us what is fat, the fattest gift of all, the freest gift of all, in the person of his first and only son, Jesus. Dios nos ha dado lo que es con grasa, lo que es, lo que es primo, primero y de buena gana en su hijo Jesús. See, in Jesus, we have an offering from God that's fat first and free. He's given him for us. Dios nos ha dado Jesús por nosotros. He's given us his very best. And here's the kicker. We didn't deserve it. No lo merecíamos. We don't, we don't deserve the gift of Jesus. And yet, God gives him anyway. No merecemos a Jesús y sin embargo Dios lo da. Why would God do that? Why would God give us the best in spite of the fact that we don't deserve it? There's really only one explanation. Love. Unconditional, undeserved love. Es amor incondicional y no meritado. It's John 3.16, which we talked about last week. For God so loved the world, so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Tanto amó Dios al mundo que dio a su hijo unigénito. So in part, the generosity journey that we're on is about learning how to give God his best, what he deserves. Because in Jesus, he's given us his best, what we don't deserve. La generosidad es dar de lo mejor a Dios lo que él merece porque Jesús nos ha dado de lo mejor lo que no merecemos. And so once again, as we think about this, as we think about generosity, it, it comes down to, again, it's not stuff, it's about a relationship. Se trata de una relación. It's, it's about realizing that God is worthy of our respect. He's worthy of the best. Se trata de, de lo que Dios vale. God is worthy of our worship. In fact, did you know the word worship in English means worthyship? Worship is about recognizing the worthyship of God. La adoración se trata de reconocer el valor de Dios. And it's about giving to him what he deserved. Aaron hit it right. God deserves our praise. And so much more. Él merece nuestra alabanza y mucho más. And, and throughout scripture, there are reminders and challenges to this. All throughout, uh, especially in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament, One example I can give you, there are so many I could, I could bring out right now, but one is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. Proverbios 3, 9 es un ejemplo de esto, lo que vemos en la Biblia. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, and it says this, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Honra al Señor con tus riquezas, con los primeros frutos de tus cosechas. If you look at this, it's, it's got those three elements in there. Honor the Lord with your wealth, 
not with your scarcity, with your wealth. That's what's fat. Bring what's fat to God. Honra al Señor con tus riquezas. Dale lo que es lo mejor con grasa. And honor God with the first fruits of your crops. Honrale con los primeros frutos. It's not the leftovers. It's not the afterthought. It's the first thought. Bring that to God. And honor him. Honor is talking about what's free. It's about giving God freely, joyfully, the honor and respect he deserves. Honrale. Es darle con, con un corazón libre, gratuito, de forma gratuita lo que él merece. And so honor the Lord with your what's fat first and free. And then verse 10 says your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Así tus graneos se llenarán a reventar y tus bodegas rebosarán de vino nuevo. In other words, bring what's fat first and free to God and he's going to fill you up. Él te va a llenar. Now it might not always be a physical filling. But there's going to be a filling. You're going to be overflowing in some way with more than you could ever expect. Vas a estar sobreabundando de algo, de alguna forma. So again, it's about understanding. God's given us in Jesus his best, what we don't deserve. Dios nos da Jesús lo que no merecemos lo mejor. And so in generosity, we're giving God our best Why? Because he's worthy of it. And so much more. We're giving not to pay him back, but because that's what he deserves. Le damos a Dios lo mejor porque él merece eso y aún más. And the scriptures would tell us that the best gift we can give to God, the greatest gift you and I can give to God, is the fat, the first, and the free offering of ourselves. That's the best. Lo mejor que le podemos dar es la ofrenda que es el mejor con gracia, lo primero dado de buena gana que es nuestra vida. Look with me at James chapter 1 verse 18. There's a verse here that hints at this. Santiago 1:18. And it's talking about God. It says he God chose to give us birth through the word of truth. Por su propia voluntad Dios nos hizo nacer mediante la palabra de verdad. So God has freely chosen to give us birth through the message of Jesus or the, the word of truth. He's chosen to give us the gift of being born from above, being born again, like we said last week. Él, de su propia buena voluntad, nos hizo nacer de arriba, de nuevo, como dijimos la semana pasada. Why has God given us the gift in Jesus of, of being born from above, being born anew? that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Para que fuéramos como los primeros y mejores frutos de su creación. In other words, God has given this gift of becoming new people in Jesus so that we might become the very first offering of the whole creation back to God. That we might become the first fat and, and free offering back to God. Para que nosotros pudiéramos ser lo mejor en la ofrenda a Dios, lo que es con gracia, lo primero y de buena gana. We're to give ourselves. So it's a matter of our focus. Where's our focus at? 
¿Dónde está nuestro enfoque? ¿Is our focus on the gift, as we said last week, or is our focus on the giver? We need to have that focus on the giver. Tenemos que enfocarnos no en el regalo, sino en el dador. It's about relationship. Cain was focused on the gift. And when the gift didn't make the grade with God, Cain dissed his relationship with God and with his brother. He was focused on the gift. Cain se enfocaba en el, en el regalo. And there are attitudes that we need to be aware of that we need to guard against. Hay actitudes que reflejan a Cain en nosotros. These are attitudes that reflect Cain. In fact, I can say that these are attitudes, if we're not careful, these attitudes can raise Cain in us. Okay? Son actitudes que reflejan a Cain. What are some Cain-like attitudes that we need to avoid? Here's one. What is the bare minimum I can get by with to give to God? That's a Cain-like attitude. ¿Cuál es lo mínimo que le puedo dar al Señor? Or how about this one? Well, I'm, I'm sure God will be pleased if I just give him whatever leftovers I have and toss them his way. Le voy a agradar a Dios con los sobros que tengo de extra. It's a Cain-like attitude. Or how about, well, I'm going to try and get around to making it up to God one of these days. I can't right now, but one of these days I'll, I'll try to do something for God. Un día de estos intentaré hacer algo por Dios. It's a Cain-like attitude. I can't give as much and I can't give as well as that person over there who has so much more than me. They can do it better, so why even try? Who cares? No puedo dar tan bien como esa persona rica ahí. ¿Por qué intentarlo? It's a Cain-like attitude. God knows I'm not perfect, so he'll be okay if it's not my best effort. Dios sabe que no soy perfecto. Está bien si no es mi mejor esfuerzo. Those are all attitudes that can raise Cain with us. But Abel, on the other hand, it would appear was one who was focused not so much on the gift, though the gift was high quality. He was focused on the giver. He was focused on honoring God. Abel estaba enfocado en Dios. And there are attitudes of Abel that we can, we can also cultivate. Abel responded to who God was, and there are attitudes that can help us to be response-able, to show that attitude of Abel. Hay actitudes que reflejan a Abel. What are some Abel-like attitudes that we can have? Instead of saying, what's the least I can do for God, what is the most I can do for Jesus in light of all he's done for me? ¿Qué es lo más, lo máximo que puedo hacer por Jesús a la luz de lo que él ha hecho conmigo? That's, that's about the fat, right? How can I honor God with my first and best effort? Right out of the gate. Give it my best effort, not just wait till later. ¿Cómo puedo darle mi mejor esfuerzo? That's about what's first. What would I count it a privilege to do for the Lord? What would just be a privilege to do for God? ¿Qué sería un privilegio hacer por el Señor? That's about being free. How can my life be a big thank you card to Jesus? And then there's this one. How can I worship God by focusing on excellence, not perfection? ¿Cómo puedo adorar enfocándome en la excelencia y no en la perfección? That's an important one. 
how can I worship with excellence, not perfection? Perfection says I must give God the best to pay him back. I must give God my very best to get something from him. La perfección dice, tengo que dar para recompensar a Dios y sacar provecho de él. Excellence says, there's no way I can ever pay God back for what he's done for me. No puedo recompensar al Señor. I can never give God enough for all he's done for me. But you know, it would really be a hoot to try. That'd be really fun to give that a shot. Me gustaría intentarlo. And so those are the attitudes we need to pay attention to. And the challenge then is to cultivate the generosity attitudes of Abel and not the stinginess of Cain. Queremos cultivar la generosidad de Abel y no ser tacaños como Cain. How can we do that? We can't do that by ourselves, but we have help. We can cultivate that able kind of response because you see, we have a perfect brother. We have a perfect brother who gave a perfect offering to God. And his offering to God was accepted by the Father. Tenemos un hermano que dio una ofrenda perfecta a Dios y Dios la aceptó. He gave that perfect offering to God. And what did we do? We killed him. Lo matamos. He was put on a cross. But unlike this story in Genesis 4, this perfect brother's death does not mean that we are expelled from the Father's presence. It doesn't mean that we're cast out to wander restlessly on the earth. It means rather that his perfect gift now enables us to be accepted by God. Ya no somos expulsados de la presencia de Dios. Ese regalo nos permite entrar en la presencia de Dios. This is the good news. It's the perfect gift of our perfect brother Jesus that allows us to be free. And now we can give. We can give and give and give because we have received. Podemos dar porque hemos recibido. Hallmark Cards years ago had a slogan, When you care enough to send the best. That's what God did. He sent the best to us in Jesus. Dios nos ha enviado lo mejor en Jesús. And a response-able attitude says, I want to care enough to send God my best. Quiero dar lo mejor de mi vida, Dios. So what does that look like in our lives? What does that look like in our giving? I'm going to just give you a couple of very small examples but one is an example from my own life, but it's also something that I know others here at Sunrise are following. And that is that one way that I try to keep this in mind is when I sit down, every, every uh, paycheck, every pay period, I sit down to pay my bills. Me siento a pagar las facturas en casa. I have made it a practice that the first thing I do before I pay any bills, I set apart my gift to God, our family gift to God through Sunrise, and I set that apart, and I make that check, I make that payment as, as the very first thing and as the very best that I can give, the fattest I can give, and I do that joyfully. Yo aparto mi ofrenda a Dios por medio de la iglesia lo mejor que pueda, lo primero y también de buena gana. And so that's an act of faith for me, to set that aside and give it to God, and then what's left, I'm trusting, 
God's going to take care of me and these bills will get paid. Y de lo que sobra, después yo pago mis facturas. It's an act of faith. It's symbolic. And there are others who do that here. There are others who do that and have found that that is a real blessing. It's a reminder. Es un recordatorio. In fact, as we roll out this new system of giving with generosity, with text giving and app giving and online giving, that's actually something you can do by setting it up as a recurring gift. It's going to automatically come out of the first of your paycheck. And you're, that's in step of faith. But again, God says, honor me and you'll be filled. I want to invite you to consider that. Les invito a considerar esto. There's something else we can do this week that I think is really simple. I want to recommend it to you that this week, when we, op- when we get up in the morning, when you open your eyes in the morning, somewhere in that first few minutes that you get up, whenever your mind gets clear enough, ask God the question, God, what is the best that I can give you today? With all that I've got going on in my life, what is the best I can give you in my life today? What is that going to look like? And keep that question in mind through the day. Dios, ¿qué es lo mejor que puedo darte hoy? See, the Bible says our best is like filthy rags before God. Nuestro mejor es como trapos sucios ante Dios. But the good news is that's okay. Because God's best is more than enough. And it's in Jesus that we have our best. It's in Jesus that we can have a healthy relationship with God the giver. Está bien porque en Jesús tenemos lo mejor de Dios y una relación sana con el dador. I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Let's just take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, my prayer is simply this morning that as we've looked at your word, that you would continue to give us this higher perspective, this higher view of things. Que nos sigas dando una perspectiva más alta, Señor. Perhaps some will think this is just about money or stuff. But lift up our eyes to see that there's something bigger going on here. It's about our hearts. It's about our hearts. Ayúdanos a ver la perspectiva de que esto se trata no de dar cosas, sino de dar nuestro corazón. What you want is not our stuff. You're so rich, God. You don't need it. But you do want us because you love us. I want to pray this week that every day we can seek out the best that we can give you whether that's loving someone who is unlovable or giving something that is a sacrificial gift or spending time with someone who needs it. Help us to give of our very best to you in our work, in our relationships, in the way that we uh, conduct business, in the way that we drive our cars, in the way that we treat our spouses and children. Every way may we offer you the very best we can knowing that you've already given us the best in your son Jesus. Que en nuestra relación, en la manera que trabajamos, que en la manera que nos comportamos, Señor, que podamos darte de lo mejor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You are the best. And we want to worship you right now together. Queremos adorarte ahora mismo, Jesús. 
it's in your name we pray. Amen.